Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. Did you know that pornography doesn't have to destroy you or your marriage? We're the parents of eight active members of the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, and we love to help people just like you. We're here to share hope and healing as we take you through our journey and the journeys of our amazing clients to greater joy and love. Come grow with us to a happier, more meaningful life. Welcome Welcome to to the the Self Mastery Podcast. Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford. And today I have a plethora of guests, not just one, Darcy. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Good. I also have Amber and Josh, who, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves? I'm Amber and Josh. We've been married for 14 years. Uh, We have three kids, 10, 7, and 3. We live in Texas right now, but um, that's kind of the basics. Do you have anything else to say about that? Uh, Members of the church, uh, grew up in the church. I think uh, what's pertinent to this is kind of my experience, like growing up, um, younger kid, uh, some sexual abuse that kind of took place and then uh, made some poor choices throughout uh, middle school, high school and served a mission, thought that would solve everything and then uh, came back and uh, was dealing with dealing with lots of uh, poor choices and met Amber and wanted to uh, make some changes and just be more honest. And uh, so that's kind of how we started out with our marriage and, and, uh, that's, that's us love each other, have three great kids, love being in Texas. Yeah. But I think something that's pertinent to this too, is like speaking of pornography, I was completely aware that Josh like used pornography before we were like dating. Right. I think he told me even before we were dating or even for engaged. So it was something I knew going into the relationship, which is different from a lot of people. I know that it's like usually, a blindsided thing. So I think, I think especially, uh, in the older generations, like (laughs) I say older, like I'm 42 this year. Um, my generation, I don't think we talked about it the way that it's talked about now. Cause Darcy will talk to the, you know, she'll get girls from BYU who are like, can you just help me? (laughs) And they'll be like, I know everything, but what do I do with this? What do I do with it? And I think, I I think that your experience is, um, is awesome because I think it goes to show how much this, this really isn't about porn. It's about something else. And, you know, Josh and I, as we work together, he would always say how awesome Amber you are and how you just like you, you, you're like, it's not about me. You got to figure this out. Let me, let me be here to support you, but I'm not going to make it about me. So I think that is an awesome component of your, of you guys' relationship that I, I just love. You guys are amazing. Yeah. It's been a learning process for sure. But Hey, I'm going to be super nosy. How old are you guys? I'm 34 and Josh just turned the big four zero. Boom, right. baby. Yeah. So you guys are like an anomaly yeah. that you know. Yeah. yeah. So I was 19 when we got married. Like I was young. Yeah. Josh was like my first boyfriend, you know what I mean? Type of thing. So 
don't know, I feel like I was blessed to like understand it all. Like when he told me, I wasn't like, okay, no way I'm done. Like I'm out. I was like, okay, we can work that. And she you know? shattered my concept. I thought she was going to be like, get away and never talk to me again. <laughs> and she didn't. I was like, oh my gosh, she's my best now, friend. Now, now this is great. <laughs> yeah, like, oh no. You're like she's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> like completely reject me. Yeah. I imagine that you guys have tried all kinds of things. You know, what was, you know, you probably went to the 12 steps. Uh, no, you never did go to the 12 steps. I can't believe that's true. Was it called star? Uh, life star life star. Okay. Um, I did uh, kind of one-on-one counseling with LDS counselors. Okay. Um, bishops, bishops galore. Uh, I, yeah. Just my coping mechanism. Honestly, I feel like I know this is getting more LDS, but I, 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 ever since I like really had a, had a problem with pornography and masturbation, I, I think reading the book of Mormon has been one of the, if you don't believe in the book of Mormon, you don't be, believe in scripture. It, it, it's the word of God and it, it truly helps. Like, but it's also one of those things where Boyd K. Packer's quote, like, um, true doctrine understood changes ad, attitudes of behavior faster than the study of behavioral improved behavior. But I feel like doing some of these things, studying behavior along with the scriptures, I feel can improve behavior faster than just the study of the scriptures will improve behavior. Yeah. And uh, I think that's kind of opened up my mind to like trying new things. And it's just like, you're coping for so many years and it, 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 it did, it helped and it was good, but it's uh, it opening up to uh, a lot of the new techniques and things like that has been really, really awesome, beneficial. So what was different about working with me versus working with all those other programs? I think it's uh we were just talking about that. Like, what, what did I say? Well, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's like, I was telling them like you have weeds growing, right. And you go to like your bishops or you go to 12 step or all these things and it will cut the weeds down. It's like you get a lawnmower or something, you're like cutting them down, but they're going to grow back up. But I feel like this approach, you're getting to the actual roots of it and you're like pulling the weed out. And so it's not, not to say it will never come back, but it's very less likely to like, you're actually getting to the root of the problem. It's not like, Okay, buy this filter for your internet and set time limits this way and all these things like that's going to help control behavior a little bit but you're not actually getting to like what's causing the behavior so i feel like that's a big difference yeah and a lot of these things like i you coping mechanisms and buffering techniques and all these things and just trying to just will it to happen it's yeah i feel like where there's things you can do to help think about it and process it and analyze it and plan for it and uh, it's going to happen. It's, it's not like you're going to all of a sudden be a, a eunuch and not have any urges at all whatsoever. <laughs> it's like you're a, a normal human being and you have sexual urges and you have to, you have to learn how to adapt to them and, and uh, figure it out and, and be able to channel it in, in the appropriate ways. And uh, I, think, I think also like going below um, and finding out what you're feeling and, and being okay with being uncomfortable. And uh, my, we were talking about it reminded us of... Uh, the Grinch and I was like, didn't mean to make you feel uncomfy. (laughs) I thought about that a lot after we would talk and uh, it was just like, you just gotta be, you gotta be okay with being uncomfortable and you just gotta be there and sit with it and process it and think about it. And, and uh, I haven't done as good a job as I probably could have or should have or whatever, but that's, uh, that's my own. uh, uh, I I can, we can still move forward and we can move on and, and work on it some more. And I think, I think that's something that's been good for me is to be able to be okay with being uncomfortable and processing your feelings and why am I feeling this way? And 
and, and, uh, that I did choose it and be able to own, own that. And, and, uh, so that's some of the things I know we were talking a little bit earlier as well as like one of the things that we talked, liked it is, uh, talking about intimacy and what that is and being able to be open up and talk about it. Some of the things like that I hadn't, I hadn't shared before with Amber about like, this is how I plan it. And this is, this is typically when I go to it and I choose it. And this is, this is my, my thoughts or my feelings, or I feel like I deserve it or having those kinds of conversations I've never had before. And, and I think that's kind of, even you don't think about leading to intimacy, obviously not only sexual, but just to like deeper trust and being able to open up and talk about things. And, and uh, I think that that's helped. Yeah. Which can be scary. Oh yeah. Because your partner could reject you. Like you could share something and they could not handle it the way that you want them to. Absolutely. But being willing to share still is huge. Well, and I think, I think, you know, oftentimes Darcy deals with women who are not in the same place Amber is and they very much make it about them. Right. So the work, and that's where Darcy was in the beginning of our struggle. It was this place where if I had shared what you're talking about there, if I had said, well, this is when I plan it and this is what I do. And this is, this Darcy would make all of that mean something about her. And Amber had already done that work or it had already been in a position to where that wasn't really the issue for her. And all she had to do was know you. And in knowing you, that's what intimacy really is, right? Being able to expose and, and, and feel that exposure and not necessarily worry about, okay, well, she might reject me. She might not reject me. But in this case, it worked out in, in exactly the way that I would hope it would work out. That it wasn't about rejection. It was about seeing you for who you really were. And that to me is, it's gold. Yeah. I think the hard part is, is when sometimes when I'm ready to talk about things, um, she's not. And the reactions or like just realizing that she has feelings and that I can't control those and that I have to be okay if she needs to process those and it's awkward or weird or it's, and (laughs) that I I can't, cause I I, I want to be, I want to be able to make it better. I want to be able to say, okay, well I'm, I'm saying these things and I'm ready to talk about it. And so you should be too. And don't, don't get that way or don't feel that way. And I think that's the hard part is thing knowing that she's going to have, she has her own feelings and that I have to be willing to accept whatever those are and be able to move forward with that. And I can't make her feel a certain way or move past it at a certain rate of time or something like that. Well, and I think too, her having those feelings and you being able to acknowledge those feelings, but also not feel like you're in charge of them or that you have to fix it, that you can be okay with who you are, even if she's not okay in that moment. She's been pretty okay most of the time, which has been awesome. Like I, I must say like, there's only been a few times when I'm like, okay, I'm really, because it's, it's, it's not like going through all this. It's been, oh yeah, we talked once and now all of a sudden I don't look at anything and I, and I'm perfect in every way. It's like, no, we, I'm still struggling and still working through it and still talking about it. And, and, uh, and it's, but it's, it's a process and I feel like it's, it's been good for that intimacy to be able to talk about things and, and kind of get past some of the, I'm sorry, I'll move on. I'll mm-hmm. fix it and do better. And, and it's, it, you're able to go deeper and, and try to process it. So. Well, and I, I like what you're saying because you're like, I'm not perfect, right? Like you're making strides, you're continuing to do the work, 
and moving forward instead of, I feel like it's easy to just beat yourself up about it and fall back into like the self-loathing and the shame and yeah, yeah the shame and feel so defeated. And, you know, then you're like, I want to give up and all those kind of feelings. You've talked a little bit about how you are more able to express things, more able to have conversations that you never probably thought you would ever have had before. Um, how, how else have things changed for you two as a couple? I think it goes back to that, like, um, the intimacy, but on different levels, like not just physical, but emotional and spiritual. Like we can be, we can talk about it. Like before it was, I felt like you're tipping, tiptoeing around, like, so da, da, da. But now it's just like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Or I want to talk about this or how did your coaching go? Or, you know, like, it's just more comfortable to talk about and not protected. I feel like or hidden or taboo. Yeah. yeah it's just, it is what it is. And it's like, well, I told you when we got married, so don't ever bring it up again. You know, <laughs> it's not like that. It's yeah. uh yeah. I feel like the openness has been, I think for, for me, um, like nab has been one of the best things for, for us. We've talked about that a lot. It's just, being able to kind of notice a name, allow and ask. And, and, uh, I think the one thing that I struggle with the most is to breathe and be kind. Uh, cause I'm, I'm a go, 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 go kind of guy. And I don't want to do that last step. I don't want to take, take inventory and breathe and then be kind to myself. I just want to be able to move forward and move past. And, but that, that one acronym and that technique has just been, been, kind of my favorite one, the best one for me, at least. Well, and not just as it relates to like pornography, but other things yeah. in our life will be like, Hey, okay. How, and even I find myself being like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Like if it's, even if it's just, I don't know, overwhelm or stress, not related to any choices, but just like, we're able to recognize like, this is what we're feeling. We don't need to fix it. But like, I just want to yeah. tell you, you know? Yeah. Well, so. I think that goes right back to that amazing analogy that you have of like, we're not just mowing the lawn. We're not mowing the weeds down. We are pulling them out at the root. And that's what that technique is designed to do. It's designed to help you deal with that, that weed all the way down to the bottom of what, what's going on with it, whatever that weed is in your life, whether it's pornography or eat, overeating or emotional uh, stress or whatever it is. It's like, this will help you go through that process. And of course, you know, I, I don't know that that technique works for everything all the time, but it certainly has worked for a lot of things for me. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think talking about those simple tools, like planning it out and when, when it's going to happen, I just think that's something else that's, I think, different from other, other things that we've tried versus this. It's, it's kind of forward thinking and it's forward planning and, and being able to, I, I don't know. It's, really it's, intentional. Yeah. And you're, you're, you really want to just and, and process it, but move forward. And I, and I think, yeah. And I like it about you, you make a mistake and you move forward, you learn, you learn and move forward. And, and, uh, yeah, the you, mistakes are data. Yeah. They're not, and, uh, they're not a problem. They're the next thing you needed to learn. Well, and I think going back to like the shame and we talked about the guilt that comes on and it's just like you, we were go, talking one of our first sessions. It was just like, well, how many times have you pornography in the last month? And you're like, ah, oh, you know, maybe it's been this or that. And you're like, oh, well, 99 point, nine seven percent of the time you're good like right and i'm like i never thought of it like that it was just like i think being being that, that being kind to yourself is something that that uh is is needed more especially because uh it's such a shameful thing especially in the church well and i and i feel like in our culture we expect such perfection around this 
and like immediate, right. Immediate results. Like, okay. You know, I I want this gone and I want it gone now. And I, I want to never go back that kind of mentality. And that's just not like any other struggle you have in your life. Like how often are you able to just like cold Turkey, cut it out? Yeah. I, I don't, I, I know I can't, maybe other people can. I'm not that awesome. No, not, not here either. But I think that that's, it's awesome to be able to just realize we can still move forward. Yeah. Even when things aren't perfect. Well, and I think, you know, to me, that's, that's the literal purpose of the atonement. That is the essence of what the atonement has provided us. We're going to make mistakes. There's no question. Like that's, agency in a nutshell it i think oftentimes you know and the way that i explain it i explain agency as this capacity to choose but really when we fought for agency we fought for the capacity the ability to make mistakes and then the atonement pays for them and that was the whole setup like those two things side by side that is the plan i mean there's some nuance around it but that's really the whole plan and the fact that you know, the, we have this agency thing and then the atonement pays for those mistakes, not because we're trying, you know, sometimes people will say, well, when you talk about it that way, why wouldn't I just keep making all the mistakes and just, you know, eat, drink and be merry as they say. Right. And it, that's not it. Right. No, nobody's really doing that. If they care, if the, if, if we care, we're not just doing it because it's willy nilly, whatever it's, I can let this go because I know somebody's taking care of it. And now I can grow. I can grow beyond it and not have to wallow in it. And that to me is just like this, that, that was a mind shift for me. Uh, and I've, you know, sometimes at church, I say things like that and people are like, well, what about personal responsibility? And I'm like, no, come on. <laughs> you can't atone for your own sins. <laughs> you can't. Right. But there's, there's but scriptures the, about that. I, 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 when you're, when you're, Speaking and reminding me of the scriptures is as often as my people sought forgiveness with real intent, yeah, they were forgiven. Like it's that real intent is I want to try again. And I think going through this for me at least, partaking the sacrament, it's always been like, hey, I made mistakes this past week. It's a new week, and the Savior's there. His atonement is real, and yeah. you can move. You can move forward and ask for help. Just ask for help and figure it out. Say I'm going to do better. I'm going to try again, and it's there. And I think that that's something that for me at least partaking the sacrament has been like, at least to allow myself to say that the savior wants me to ask for help. The savior is sitting here saying, yes, please. I, I want to help you. Let's try again. This week's a new week. Let's do it. And uh, allowing him to be kind, uh, be kind to me, allowing, allowing that kindness to come in. Yeah. And I, I love that particular aspect of it. And I think too often we punch ourselves in the face and we're like, I got to beat myself up enough to succeed. If you look at the atonement, right. And all of that, amazing work that is available that that grace that's available to us how has the work that you and i have done augmented your capacity to move beyond the struggle how how have you gotten better at moving beyond the struggle because of this work and having that atonement there behind you i think i think it uh, i think it starts from the beginning like we talked about agency I think the ability to choose and be like, oh, I could choose that or I'm going to, but I'm going to do it at this time. And if I, and if I want to, I think it's because it felt so uncontrollable before, like it felt like, oh, it's, 
you can, it's going to ram against you and ram against you. And all of a sudden the doors are going to burst in and then you're, you're never going to, you can't control, you can't keep it at bay and you can't hold it back. And I think that ability to say, Oh yeah, this is, this is my choice. I think that that, that has helped. And then when you make mistakes, which you will, that it's, that it's like, you're doing pretty good. Like just analyze it, you know, learn something and move forward. And uh, I think that, for me, that, that, that choice and that agency and be able to put process that I think has been able to help me because I can then choose to repent and choose to change and choose to try again when I do make mistakes. I think that that's, that, that, that has really been, I like that work that, that we've kind of done there. Yeah. And it, I, I think it's one of those things that we too often forget is that the mistakes are built in. They are part of the process. Um, who is it? Uh, the, 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 the all things new book, the givens. So there's a book called all things new and in there, uh, Fiona and Terrell givens. He, I think is a professor at BYU, but they're both very scholarly. They talk about sin, not as, um, not as a crime, but as a wound and, and oftentimes as a theology and also just, I mean, in general people, we just kind of think of when we sin, we are cre- we're committing a crime. But in their research and in their uh, understanding of the way that maybe Old Testament and pre-Old Testament uh, theology talks about uh, sin, it's really about a wound. Um, and it talks about, you know, Christ is the healer. He's not the punisher. He's not the jailer. He's not the guy who necessarily lets you out of the jail. He's the healer. And if we can look at our, our, our missteps as wounds that are healed through Christ, that's a different conversation than necessarily uh, the one that I think that we were all taught. In, in, in a law. Sense. Yeah. And you must have payment. Right. And we can never pay for it anyway. Like we, just, we just don't have the capacity. Do you guys have any other aha moments? Anything else that like stands out to you? I do. I think one of like a few, one of the biggest ones, and it's been a process, but like we've talked about and I had a friend tell it, she was struggling, like her husband was struggling with pornography and certain things. And I don't think she even knew that, that Josh had, or we had, but she was telling me, she's like, but it's really not that big of a deal because it's not about me. And that kind of like hit me like, yeah, you're right. It's not about like, it's, it has nothing to do with me. And like with the mental work and like life coach school and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, I can't, I can't control him and his choices. Yeah. And like, I know a lot of women think like, well, maybe if I looked better, if I was skinnier or if I did this, or if I did that, I'm like, actually you could be like whatever. And it was a porn star. Right. And it would still happen. Like that has nothing to do with his choices. Right. And so if you can separate that, that's been like a really big aha moment for me to think like, I don't know. This is his, his journey and my journey, but like, we're still married, but we can both have our own experiences. So that's been a big one. Um, I think another thing too, we talked about being perfect. And I think I used to have that thought of like, okay, if you never look at pornography again, then like, that's the end goal, right? Like that's like what we're going for. And then it would happen. And it's like, Oh my gosh, here we go again. You know, starting over. starting over. zero. Yeah. But I've had like the realization that, let's say you're working on a tool or something like, okay, I'm going to call you and be like, Hey, I really want to look at pornography or like whatever goal you've set together. Like this is it. And let's say he 
does that, like in your sense, like that was perfect because that's the skill you were working on. So like you, you made progress in that, like, instead of expecting perfection as it, like, why not set goals of like, let's use this tool. And you, we did it. Then like, look at the progress we've made. Right. So mm-hmm. instead of expecting perfection, but just like finding wins along the way, like, I know some of our goals were like, just to open, openly talk about it. And if we did that, then I'm like, then that's a win. Like, you know, so. I went, I once worked with a lady that was like, well, I just don't want to talk about it. Like, I don't want to talk about pornography. Like it's so uncomfortable. Like, how do you get comfortable talking about it? Right. And I was like, you, you just talk about it. Like, and the more you talk about it, the more comfortable you'll get with it. It's just like anything in life. Like the more you do something, the more familiar it is, the easier it is, the more comfortable it is. Yeah. Has this changed? Oh, go ahead. No, I say one more, one more aha was, like, so I like to tell my brain a lot of times, like, nothing's gone wrong here. Like, he looks at pornography or whatever, like, our relationship, whatever. Like, nothing's gone wrong. It's all part of the plan. It's all supposed to happen. Like, because I think sometimes we like to freak out when it's not perfect and it's not, like, what we expected. But I like to tell myself, like, it's okay. Like, nothing's gone wrong. You know, we'll, we're, we're figuring it out. So. I would love to know how many couples got married and it was just perfect. Right. <laughs> but it was exactly what they envisioned. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> Zero. Zero. I know. It's not pornography, like it's something else, right? Yeah. Like, so it's not like, but I think in the church, it's hard because there's a lot of like shame and different things around it. And so it yeah. can feel heavier for some people. But I think one of my aha moments was uh, when talking to Amber um, and expressing that I had made some poor choices and looked and viewed pornography. And uh, she said, I, I just want to know if you're committed for improvement. That's, that's what I want. She's not, she didn't give me like an ultimatum and say, you need to stop and never do this again. She's just like, are you committed to progress? That's what I want to know. And th- that, that to me was very validating to say, yes, I am. I love my family. I love you. I want this to be for forever and I made a poor choice and yeah, I'm let's, I'm, I want, I want us and I want our eternal family. And I think that, and I can progress and I can, I can be able to move forward. And that, that for me was very validating. And, and that was a good aha moment, I guess, for between us um, as a couple that, uh, that I, that I, I will remember. So this just came to mind while you were saying that last night, I read a post about this, lady who was saying that her husband relapses like every week on by looking at pornography and then how she doesn't want to have sex, you know, right after. And it's just like the cycle. And most of the comments are like, that's not a relapse. He's not even trying like, but I wanted to be like, he could be making huge progress. He could have been looking at porn every single day. Right. Or like hours and hours every day. And now it's to one day a week. Like that, you know, like we automatically assume that that person's not doing the work when you don't we, know where that really person know. started. Yeah. And I think that it's huge to be able to look at, okay, where are we, where have we started and how are we making progress versus that perfection that you were talking about? Yeah. And it's going to look different for everyone. You know, you yeah. can't compare yourself to other people that yeah. you read about or you hear because it's not you, you know? Yeah. But I think I think the the attitude that you've brought is: Are you committed? 
which is the attitude that I think our Heavenly Father asks us to bring, to be committed, to do the work, to move forward, to learn, to grow, to progress as best we can, not be perfect. But I, unfortunately, I think we have this cultural idea that in this one arena, you must be perfect. Otherwise, you've destroyed your marriage, which is, do you guys feel like your marriage is destroyed by porn? No. No. Let me ask you, because this is, we talk about this pretty often. Uh, our position is that pornography has strengthened our marriage. Not because we, because watching it was good for us, but because the process. I didn't of, watch it. <laughs> right. Just, right. just clarifying. <laughs> Let's just make sure. Right. But because the process of moving beyond I'm sorry. it. I think, I think Amber's in the same boat yeah, there no. too. It's you, it's, no, me, it's you and me, man. It's you and me. I'm like, I wasn't watching it. The way you said that I, sounded like we I must, were watching I, yeah, it together. Okay. So not because I was watching porn was good for us. Let me just restate that so I Thank can edit you. it back in. <laughs> and then, right? So not because me watching porn was, was something that we wanted, but because the process of moving beyond it was the thing that helped us grow as individuals and as a couple. So would you say that that has been your experience? Yeah, I, I think so. I think, and I don't say this like to brag or think, but like our marriage is pretty great otherwise. Like I don't see any issues or problems, you know? So I'm like, if this is the one thing that we're working through, like I'll take it because if it's not that, it's going to be something else, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. And I also think like if it, people always think it's greener on the other side and it's like, if let's say you found someone else, there's going to be something else and you still have your same brain. So you're still going to have the same issues. Right. So like you got to work on yourself no matter what the issue is that your spouse has. So. Amen. Yeah. Do you guys talk to your kids differently now than you did maybe a year ago about pornography? Their kids are pretty young. How? Yeah. I mean, we've always been pretty open, like, we've always been pretty open with them about it. And yeah, I think we talking to them about like, kids are going to show you stuff and, and you're going to see things and it's gonna, and we, and we've talked a lot about, I think like, you know, ways we want to introduce technology to them because we can't let them live in a, under a rock until they're mm-hmm. 18. And then all of a sudden they're like, what is this? Then they get on their mission and woo. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I think. Maybe wait, agency, like maybe, you know, like choices and, and, and also I think helping them nab, like, Oh, it's, it seems like you're really upset right now or, you know, like helping them name their feelings has been one thing I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also as well as this telling them, like, you're going to make mistakes. Like the important part is to repent the change. It's okay. Like, I think we've talked about it as a couple. It's like, if our kids are at a party and they're drunk and they've made us, we want them to call us. We're not going to be completely happy, but we'll go, we'll go get you. Yeah. We're going to have some conversations later, but Hey, you made a mistake. Let's move. Let's work on it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Any last thoughts? Any anything that any any words of wisdom you guys want to share with the world, wider world of uh, of uh, the self mastery podcast? To the millions of listeners out there, <laughs> sign, the millions. I like you manifesting that. For them. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> Not yeah. millions, hundred thousands, but <laughs> hey, there you go. Millions going to be millions. Uh, the podcast is something that you give away all of your now let's go edit that out i don't want you to say you give away everything because they want you, you to sign up that you want to sign up <laughs> you can um, because i do but but the truth is i give it away 
but that doesn't mean that you can implement it. That's, that's why you need a coach. Yeah. I, I just say, say like doing the coaching has been, has been awesome. I know that for, for us, it was like, we were waiting for a bonus and we said, okay, are we even going to do this? And I was like, life coach school. Like, is this even like a legit thing? <laughs> like, and, and uh, we were like, well, what we've been doing over the last few years has been, it's got us where we are and we, we want to try to see if we can move forward and progress and, and do even better. And so we're like, let's put the money down. And it was, it was awesome to, uh, to, to do that. I think it's been, it's been worth it. And, and uh, in every way with every penny has been worth it. And the access to, the podcast, the access to the online tools and to be able to re-listen and relearn has been something that I'm going to be utilizing for years and years and years. So it's going to, it's, 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 uh, yeah, I think that's been, been awesome. And so if anyone out there that needs to get that first consult, go do it, please. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Zachspafford.com slash work with me. We'll scroll to the bottom of the page. How <laughs> scary is Zach? Zach scary. I am scary. <laughs> no he's, he's super open and he, he makes it he makes it real i think that that's the other thing is just like he calls it how it is and just you're beating around the bush trying to describe something he's like is it like this and you're like yeah that's that's <laughs> that's what i was too afraid to say yeah you're right like but yes it, it i think uh just getting past the the awkwardness and being able to talk about it in a, in a real way has been has been has been really good zach's awesome you need to sign up I didn't even pay you to say that. I know. I know. That's awesome. I paid you. To, to <laughs> yeah. You paid me to endorse me. I love it. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're the Is that best, like Josh. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are amazing. Well, we, we really appreciate you guys. We really appreciate you being willing to share. And we really appreciate you coming on the podcast. And uh, we, I have grown to love Josh, you know, as as someone who has struggled myself, you know, seeing where Josh was and how it just kind of ate at him. I was like, I got to get this guy to where he wants to be. And I, I've, I've just come to love it. And I, I enjoy our conversations, you know, and, and it's been wonderful to talk to him. Thanks again. We really yeah. appreciate it. We'll talk okay. to you guys later. See ya. Have a good night. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day, Darcy and I work with amazing men and women to remove pornography from their lives and relationships. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey, let us help you. Sign up for a consult at zackspafford.com slash work with me, and you can set up some time for you or your spouse to meet with me or with Darcy, and we can help you get started on your self mastery journey. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link and... If you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.